Welcome to the Upwards Podcast, an initiative of Upper House on the campus of University of Wisconsin-Madison. Through conversations with thinkers, scholars, and leaders, we explore the life of the mind and the questions of the soul to enrich our university, our community, and the church. Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside Upper House, where we pull back the curtain on some aspect of our project here that is less visible to outsiders and to our community. I'm Dan on staff at Upper House, and this episode has been a long time coming. It's actually one of the first ideas we had in mind when we began to brainstorm Inside Upper House as a series. Today we're talking about one way we understand our work here at Upper House and how it connects with our community something we call pathways. This is just one way of many we try to be innovative and creative to merge our vision for our community with all the good work that's already happening, all the good people already here, and all the good missions that are already embodied in different organizations around campus and around Madison. Joining with me to discuss pathways is Susan Smetzer Anderson, uh, my colleague and our communications manager here at Upper House. And as we'll learn, the author and conceptualizer of Pathways. So Susan, thanks for joining us. I'm delighted. Thank you for having me. So this is your first time on the Upwards podcast. And I'd like to just give you a little space to make a brief intro. Tell us about how you joined Upper House and your role here. Sure. I had worked at the University of Wisconsin for several years in communications for education research projects, as well as some environmental science work. And at the same time, I have a very vibrant faith community at Christ Presbyterian Church that I'm a part of. I was a longtime member of InterVarsity Christian Graduate Fellowship, and I love learning, and I love the ethos of the university, and genuinely wanted to serve in a capacity that brought together my communication background and my desire to serve God in a place like UW-Madison. So when Upper House was posting a communications position, I thought, if that could happen, I would be jumping up and down for joy. And it did happen, and I've had a very good two years learning and growing and experiencing what it means to go through a pandemic Mm. with colleagues, all of which has been fruitful and very, very fascinating. I love working here. Yeah, we we joined the team sort of at the same time, within a three-month span together. And then, yeah, about, uh, well, for you, about six months later, COVID hit. And I'm sure, I know, because I worked with you, uh, interesting communication challenges, uh, trying to, (laughs) particularly for an organization that its uh, benchmark is gathering people in person in a space. And and so you've been integral in thinking through that whole season. And then as we're hopefully here emerging a little, at least, and actually having people in our space, we have people in our space today as we're talking, meeting different uh, organizations and churches and campus ministries already mm-hmm. meeting here. This is the, we're talking on the first day of classes. That's been a communications challenge uh, as well. Just those yeah, transitions. a lot of things have been challenging. I will say Upper House has been navigating it with a lot of vigor 
As we were talking about the pathways, um, one of the things we worked hard on while we were at home during the pandemic is thinking carefully about what our themes are. Mm. What are the things that Upper House really is passionate about showing Christians outside the university how the campus works, but also people within the university how we work? What do we care about? What are the themes we want to speak to in our culture and in the climate of our times? How does God intersect with all the things that we study and do with our work? And so during the pandemic, we actually really dug into discerning what are the themes that we need to be focusing in on as a community, in our programming, in our writing, um, in our podcasting. So we've done a lot of evolving during this season. That sets us up well for thinking about this concept of pathways. So if someone were to go on our website, at upperhouse.org, and at the top, click on the program drop-down menu. And then there's something on there that's listed as pathways. They're met with a short explanation and then a list of our six, our six pathways. And the six are, just for reference, arts and humanities, justice and society, science and technology, leadership and vocation, spiritual formation, and theology. So, Susan, as the prime author of these pathways, though it was a, it was a team effort to sort of mm-hmm. come up with them and even a lot of the wording around them, what, how would you explain these pathways and how would you explain what we're hoping they sh- show about us and mm-hmm. what we want to engage our community with? Sure. Well, a pathway is something we're all familiar with. For example, Say you go to a state park and you're trying to figure out which hiking trail you're going to walk. You're interested in certain features of the park or you're interested in understanding how the park flows from one place to another. So you find a pathway that will take you where you want to go. Um, In faith, there's a lot of mentions of pathways, even of wisdom calling out in the public square to come and attend to things that are wise and good for your soul. So when we think about pathways, we're thinking about them in different ways. We're thinking about them in how we navigate our subject areas, how we navigate things that we're really interested in pursuing and growing in, how we navigate our faith. And um, what we've done with the pathways at Upper House is we've basically grounded them both in scripture and in our context. So if you go to the Pathways page, you'll see that it opens with scripture. And I love the scripture because actually it came to my mind when we first started writing these. It says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. We are not interested in coming up with things that make people busier We are interested in helping people become more fruitful, helping them to think about what would give them not only rest, but nourishment. So the pathways are really about, so when I was writing this, one of the things I thought about was the fact that we're in a very frenetic world, we're in an ever-changing world, and yet wisdom still calls to us and wants us to attend, and that is God calling to us and wanting us to attend, wanting us to make sense of things, wanting us to be grounded. So here we are in this university where so many good things are happening. We're in a world where both good and very, very tragic things are happening, We are members of families, we are pulled in different directions, but we still 
in order to be healthy people, need to be walking along pathways that take us from one good place, even a bad place, to another place that will make us better people. So when I was writing this, I thought about this scripture, and I wrote out, We tread lanes of human knowledge acquired through thoughtful reflection and research, such as is done at the university. We see the human desire for understanding at Upper House as being a natural outgrowth of our identity in God as being made in the image of God, and our desire to speak spir- seek spiritual insight and understanding is actually a reflection of God's invitation to us to go deeper and to become more intimate with Him. So as a Center for Christian Study and Practice at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where we exist at the crossroads of intellectual inquiry, spiritual growth, and civic engagement, we know that we are uniquely positioned to interact with all sorts of people and to help people get further along different pathways of understanding, whether it be in the arts and humanities, science and technology, justice, and our concerns about justice social justice in our society, and then also all the vocations that people occupy. We have a real passion for equipping people to grow in their vocational leadership. Then there's spiritual formation and theology. We are connected with amazing resources for growth in these areas. So the pathways were designed to help people think about how they want to grow And we know that they are not discrete or necessarily independent of one another, but they also interact and commingle with one another. So they're not restrictive. They're actually mostly descriptive. And we think that they sum up really well the things that we want to help people engage with. I think, too, that in in one really practical way, the Pathways help us think about the programs and events that we host and to make sure that we're spreading out uh, what the, the topics we're engaging with, the perspectives we're engaging with. And there's a, there's a bunch of ways different organizations think about that. Because we are so closely connected to a university, you can imagine a scenario where we really just think about disciplines and sort of disciplinary lanes. And some of, some of our pathways reflect that. Arts and humanities, you could sort of group some disciplines at the university around that and science and technology. The idea here is that everyone should be thinking about uh, these pathways in relation to each other. Right. And that each one of us, no matter if we're a history student or if we're a scientist in a lab, we should be thinking about all these different pathways as ways to deepen our relationship with God, to deepen our intellectual formation mm-hmm. and our spiritual formation in a way that uh, is infused with our Christian perspective and our theological commitments and our vision for the community. That's beyond maybe what strictly are university disciplines and academic disciplines. And it's different than what a church does, too. So we acknowledge that we are not a church, but we do acknowledge that we are at the nexus of a number of different communities. And so what is beautiful about Oprah House is many people from many different walks of life come together here. And as a result, we learn a lot from one another and we are some of our own best teachers, just being able to talk to and listen with one another. Yeah. So one of the things that these episodes of Inside Upper House uh, are intended to do is pull the curtain back a little on the process for mm-hmm. some of the stuff we do here. So what was the process for developing the, the sort of framework of pathways and then the framing of them that we see on our website? Well, without getting into too many weeds of the process, it was very time-consuming and 
deceptively so. I find that often a final product will look far different than what it started as. And this, these actually started as very short definitions. And the definitions themselves, when we came up with them, were precise, but they didn't really come up with the life, or they didn't really bergen with a life that we saw them as representing. So the definitions themselves were precise. However, they lacked the vitality of what we thought they meant. We took a step back, and then when we re-entered the process and came up with a new format, which is actually pretty much how we operate anyway, and that we grounded them in Scripture. And then as a storyteller for Upper House, I became a little bit freer in the way I wrote about them and took a different stance, which is if we're all part of this journey together, what does this mean for us? We are walking, we are going somewhere. And so the verbiage changed from a definition that was rather abstract to something that showed our journeying together as a community using the word we kind of signifies that when you read the pathways. And I will say that anybody coming into this and expecting kind of a dry esoteric write-up of what we're about might be surprised because they're not dry or esoteric. They're more like thought pieces. So I really hope people will read about our pathways simply to see kind of our um, passion and our love for what we do and our, the thought we put into it. I, I remember one turning point in the process was actually coming up with the pathway language. I, we were calling them themes or something like that, something a little more abstract and disembodied. And I think yeah, we the, came up with all sorts of bad names. Yeah, there, <laughs> there were a lot going through. Yeah, and and I think the pathway language and that that feeling of movement and all the uh, mm-hmm. things you described earlier, Susan helped give some of that life in, mm-hmm. as opposed to just definitional listing of, of these uh, different areas of inquiry. Uh, I also want to point out that we have these beautiful little icons uh, right. next to each one. Right. And do you want to talk a little about uh, Ned's role here? Sure. At, we at have an amazing, we have more than one graphic artist, but um, we've worked with Ned Bustard for a long time, and he knows Upper House well, and he helped formulate some gorgeous icons for us that you will be seeing more of over time. Um, you will be seeing the pen and the fountain pen that describes art and humanities, and the bubbles that hint at science and technology and the bubbling of the um, test tubes. It's just a fascinating idea set of icons that he came up with that capture the beauty and the fun of what it is we're trying to do because it's not all serious it's also very um, interesting and creative so when you see the icons um, you can thank Ned for his excellent work and Ned's done a ton of work for us for years now uh, even before we got here he was was working with Upper House Uh, I'll link to his personal website in the show notes just in case uh, listeners are interested in checking out Uh, he's very very diverse art styles and projects that he works on. Upper House is just one, uh, probably uh, one of his smaller projects, to be honest, from his personal art and and everything else that he does. Uh, And I think he also publishes novels, books books now. Yeah, so he's doing tons of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Susan, just to wrap up here, I wanted to ask about the relationship of Pathways to the broader mission of Upper House. Mm -hmm. It's not language that we invoke all the time Mm -hmm. or... Um, I think often we invoke it more as a team than we do to outsiders in many cases. What are your thoughts on the relationship of the work you did on the Pathways to the broader mission of Upper House? Sure. So at Upper House, we're really interested in connecting ideas, faith, and communities. And we explore the life of the mind and the questions of the soul. 
The pathways represent this mission, I think, really well. You know, we're making connections to ideas. We're connecting the ideas to faith in very concrete ways. We're exploring. We don't pretend to have all the answers. So the pathways are basically a fantastic representation of our our view of our role as being on a journey with everybody in our community. We we see ourselves as having resources that are remarkable in order to teach ourselves to be more the people God wants us to be. So that's what the pathways do in terms of supporting Upper House. I also really want to affirm the fact that the icons and everything that comes along with the pathways is um you know, kind of what Jeremiah talks about in um, Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-one. It says, "Set up road markers for yourself. Make yourself signposts. Consider well the highway and the road by which you are working, walking." When we think about ourselves, we realize that we too are signposts. We too, every day, have to choose how we're going to walk and the pathways that we want to pursue. And um, it's a it's an act of choice. And so I think what we're offering through the pathways is just a representation of the choices that people can make for their own good and for the well-being of the people around them and their communities they walk in. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for the thoughtfulness you've put into this uh, part of our project. And if you're listening, you can, as I mentioned uh, in the middle here, you can go to upperhouse.org and look at the program menu. You can also just go to upperhouse.org slash pathways to see everything that we've been talking about here If you have any questions or comments about Pathways, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at slbrownfoundation.org. And until next time, go in peace. The Upwards podcast is supported by the Stephen and Laurel Brown Foundation. It is produced at Upper House in Madison, Wisconsin. Music by Micah Baer, audio engineering by Andy Johnson, and graphic design by Madeline Ramsey. Follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn with the handle at Upper House UW.